always got utter belief in it. And somehow she found the acceleration. American track and field fans, I hope you were able to take off work early on Friday to watch that one. Were you not entertained? Welcome to the post Florence Diamond League Instant Reaction Show. What a meet. This is Let's Run.com co-founder Robert Johnson, joined by Jonathan Galt. What a meet. Faith Kip Yegon, the greatest women's 1,500-meter runner, has done it. The one thing missing on her re- on her resume was the world record. The two-time Olympic champ, 349.11. Negative split, 58-second last 400. Are you kidding me? And then to see all of her fellow competitors so pumped for her, taking pictures with her, it was amazing. Tingling was going through my body, just recapping it. I jumped out of the screen, John, and started screaming at the television because, well, we'll talk about how she did it later. Men's 5,000, we were so pumped for this. It was pretty damn exciting. 13 different men broke 13 flats. Mo Couture, not my favorite runner, I'm going to admit. He wins it. I don't know what to say about this, John. We'll break it down in great detail, but what a time we live in. Grant Fisher runs 12.56, and I view it as an absolute disaster. Is it time for Fisher to get worried? You texted me and said it is. We'll break that down. Um, Fred Curley, still on top of the men's 100. Grant Holloway, former podcast guest, wins the 110 hurdles. What else am I missing, John? Just that world record at the end was what? Yeah. I mean, we could call this Let's Run Podcast. I think it should be the Faith Kipigon Appreciation Hour. I mean, I, I want to say, first of all, one of the first things, Steve Cram, I thought they did a good job calling this race. They were on, They knew that it had to be a fast time. I thought it was confusing. The pacing lights were set for 351.15. Where did the hell did they get n- that number from? It's just weird for the viewers. It's weird for, I mean, I guess Kipigon knows that's what the thing is, but you would think she would want the world record pace. I don't understand that at all. But the one thing I'm going to say, Steve Cram, he's trying to hype up the moment. Generally, he does a good job of this. He's saying she was perhaps the greatest 1,500 meter runner in history. No, no, no. There was no doubt before this race. Kipigon was the GOAT. Two Olympic titles, two world titles. This was the cherry on top. Now, this was a super glazed maraschino cherry, probably about three pounds. I mean, this was a towering accomplishment. The first woman under the 350 barrier. People are going to be talking about this run decades from now, Robert. You you and I, we could tell you John Walker was the first human being to run under 350 in the mile. And I think this accomplishment on the women's side is going to be talked about in a similar vein because she is so much faster than everyone else in history. She took almost a full second off the record. Just a historic night in Florence. Yeah, I, I just, when I heard she was going for the record, I guess I didn't make a big deal, but I, I did post on the message board. I think she's going to get it. And I started the message board thread about 45 minutes before the meet started. I said, the world record only has a few hours to live. But then the gun goes off, and I didn't know what the pacing lights were. Midway through the race, they say 351.15. And I was like, what? I guess there's a rationale for that. But the world, old world record was um, 350.07. 0.07, which comes out to be 
I've done the math and now I've forgotten it already. Um, let's see here. That's 61.35 per lap. And they come through 800 in 204 flat. So they're significantly behind it. They, they said that they're running 351. And I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. Why are they going for 351? I'm going to have to complain about this later. They get to the bell, and they meet, the announcers, at least on the international feed, did a good job. He said, she needs a 60. And I thought, that might be doable. I've seen her close in sub-60 before, but you're going so fast, you're thinking probably not. But then when I – so I knew the pace was the 351. And when she got to 1,200 and it popped up 61, I thought, okay, that's the pace that she needs to average. If she could just slam this down, could she do it? And when she got ahead of that light, that's when I jumped off this goddamn desk. I ran over to the TV, and I was like, come on, girl, let's go. Like, I wish there was a video of me. I wanted her to do it, and she did it. It was just sensational. I love the celebration. She kind of put her left arm out. It was just perfect for her personality, but it showed some excitement. She was so pumped. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, Robin, it was awesome, and you could tell – how happy all the other women were for her as well. This is someone who any women's miler, they know Faith Kipigon's the GOAT. We've we heard all the athletes basically say it back in Tokyo when she won the Olympics. That was what cemented it, I think, in the minds of a lot of people. And everyone was congratulating her. Everyone was smiling. They took a big group picture afterwards. There's a lot of happiness. And you I think that was for a few reasons. One She's taken a run at really fast times in the past and come short. Last year, she ran 3.52 twice, both in the World Championship Final and at pre-classic. Those weren't world, world record attempts. But 2021, Monaco, she runs 3.51.07. She was going for a personal best. Oh, sorry. Then last year, she goes for a personal best and not the world record in Monaco. But come on, that was kind of a world record attempt. It runs 3.50.37. She just missed it by three tenths. So she kept coming close. We know she's been the best. She's dominated this event like few other distance runners have dominated event over the last decade. And then there's the other thing. Look, the world record hold, holder in this event, before her, it was Gonzebe de Barber. I think there are some questions about her given her association with Jama Arden. Their hotel was raided. They found EPO there. Arden has not served any sort of punishment for that, but people have some questions, I believe, about Tababa, given her association. And then before that, the world record holder, Q Youngsha of, of China from 1993. I mean, I think everyone knows all of those Chinese women in the 1990s were doping. So it's been a long, long time since someone who most people in the sport believe in has held this world record. And I know Kip Yugon, people are going to be suspicious of her as well, but you could tell the respect she's held in from other. The only reason to be suspicious of Kip Yugon, I would say is because she's run so fast. And to me, I don't think that's totally fair. I don't, I think you most people. Kip, you said what? Kip Yugon, people are going to be suspicious. Who's Kip Yugon? They're, they're... What are you saying, Robert? I think you misspoke. You said Kipigon people are going to be suspicious. Yeah, people are going to be suspicious of Kipigon. That's just the nature of us performance. Any fan of like anyone, right. anytime anyone runs super fast, there is going to be a pocket of the internet, a pocket of our fan base who is going to be suspicious of the performance. But you didn't get any of that from the athletes. I I feel like this is a record compared to the yeah. last few record holders that people could actually have some faith in. No pun intended. Okay. 
I agree. I mean, it's the nature of the sport when you're describing. I'm like, well, she is beating world records that probably dopers beat. How is that possible? But it's it's actually the Renata Canova theory, which was mocked on the on the message board. Of there's a maximum that a human can get to, and and you know, if you're the perfect human being designed by God or whatever you believe in, you know, drugs could probably get you close to that. But so could natural natural ability as well. But what I mean, John, if you actually want to talk about the, the cleanest world record, I mean, this world record might have always been doped back in all the way. I mean, you've got Soviet runners in the seventies. So, I mean, you'd, you might be, be Ann Smith of great Britain, four seventeen, or, or Maria Gomer's four fifteen in 1967, Paulia Pigny of Italy, four twelve. I mean, ever since 1969, we're talking Eastern Europeans or Chinese or, uh, Baba. But anyways, we can worry about that later. It was just so cool. It was just an amazing run. It, the negative split, that's the way she likes to do it. Um, I think it's a little bit, it, it's kind of, I think physiologically, I mean, John Kellogg had always told me when we were coaching, he said, oh, you want your first lot to be a little bit faster, but to be pretty damn even the 1500. But the problem with that is, is it's really hard to find pacing that can run pace it that fast that, that you know, if you do do that. So this is clearly what she likes to do is sort of build into it. And crazy. I mean, I, I think it was, you know, maybe they said maybe sub two for the last 800. Please. She was 2.2 flat point six for her final 800 meters, 58, nine for her last 200, 29, two for her last 200. So she closed really, really well. It was a big negative split. Uh, and especially, you know, she wasn't chasing anyone. She wasn't even chasing the lights because she was ahead of the lights uh, for most of the last lap. Uh, please, we have a large live crowd today on YouTube. People must have been pumped and come to Let's Run. We're going to try to make it his thing. You know when the meet ends, come to Let's Run. And my favorite YouTuber, Lisa, is there, folks, my fan club member. Rojo is as close to perfect as God has come up with so far. I'm starting Speaking to question which, whether Lisa is actually that person's real first name, Robert. But I'm glad that they're a supporter of the show. Well, I've got the intern typing under the name Lisa right now. Speaking of which, we have my genetic equal, Weldon Johnson, has joined us. This was such a momentous run. We wanted to get a flash recap up on the homepage. Oh, Weldon doesn't look as excited about this race as me. I think his – did you not expect it, Weldon, or what? I'm just still on cloud nine. No, I didn't expect it. Maybe I should have, but I was more focused on the 5K and 100 meters before this. But, John, what did I say to you sort of towards the end of Tuesday's podcast? I said, "What? look what's last in Florence. I'm like, that seems a bit weird. And I was kind of thinking, and then you said it. You said, not after going for the 1,500-meter world record. And thankfully they did. Great performance, great crowd. Thankfully she crushed the record because the lights apparently were set slower than the record, and I did thought I didn't like the lights until with about 200 meters to go when she just started crushing the light. I mean, it was just a thing of beauty with 200 meters to go. She was flying. You could judge it off of the light. Like, uh, she is God's gift to running. Like, it, it, it's, I mean, you guys mentioned the Chinese time. I think I was in college or something when those were set. They seemed fake. And now we have a woman, granted, we have super spikes who look at her competitors. They think she's clean and she just crushed that record. So, yeah, I mean, if, I don't want to go too deep into like this whole doping arguments, but I'm just going to say Faith Kepigon has been a phenom essentially from the time she began in the sport. This is a woman who won world 
Junior Cross twice, as Robert always likes to say. She ran 356 10 years ago. So that's when she was 19 years old. And she's essentially been at that level ever since. She's won four global titles. I mean, she's been very consistent year in, year out. Took 2018 off to have a baby. She comes back. She's running even faster post-baby than before baby, but she does have the, the super shoes were invented in between. It's an amazing career. And yeah, she's the goat. Go to the women's 1500. She was before this race. She still is, but I don't know. I mean, how long do you think this record is going to stand well then? 349.1. If you look at the women behind her on the all-time list, there's Debaba. Then there's these four Chinese women. Really, the next after that, it's Sifan Hassan at 351.95, which is two and a half seconds. Sorry, more than two and a half seconds behind what she ran today. I mean, this record could stand for decades. I mean, the previous ones did. This is so far ahead, right? But you've got Safan, who's a marathoner, John, is pretty close to this record, but that's a joke. I don't want to think about when, is, how long it's going to stand. I, I think women's running, we're sort of seeing it in other events too. The women's steeple now, you're seeing just a lot more depth from the African runners. I guess there isn't the depth here, John, but I think it, it's on the women's side of things internationally, there wasn't the opportunity for, for the Kenyan women's really until like, to this generation 2009 10 and i think we're sort of seeing that so who knows where these things are going to be in 15 years but yeah i think this one could last a while yeah. well it was a joy to watch congratulations to faith kip be gone i mean there were some other runners in this race maybe we should discuss them briefly well then i mean first of all if they're i mean if they're going for 204 sage harder pretty much nailed that she ran 204 flat I know it's slower than record pace, but the lights were also set slower than record pace. So, I mean, look, they, the main goal for these pacemakers is put her in position to break the world record, and they did that. So, I don't know. But I, it's kind of hard to judge the pacing performance until you know exactly what time they were targeting. But behind her, Laura Muir seconds, 357.09. Jessica Hull, Robert was getting mad at her. He's saying, how is she celebrating? She got beat by seven or eight seconds. Well, because she broke the Australian record, 357.29. And I commend her. She went for it. You know, she was out there. Muir at least has run 354 in the past. Hull's previous PB was 358. And she was getting out there on low 350s pace. Hangs on for the Amer for the Australian record, 357.29. No one else under four minutes. Sierra McGeehan of Ireland, fourth. Top American, Josette Andrews, 401.39 in seventh place. John, I was making fun of Hull, like, just joking around. Because I saw her finish, like, live. And she smiled. And I thought at the time that she was smiling for, for her Kip Yagon. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I realized, well, she's smiling for the Australian record when I looked at the times. But Hull really deserved that because just to even try to go out at that pace is insane. And, you know, midway through the announce, the race, like the announcers were like, they got close to 50 meters on the chase back, which was pretty wild to, to think about. But, you know, for, for these other runners you know i know sierra magian's run 356 so i guess she should beat joseph andrews who's run 359 before Corey mcgee but i was really hoping joseph andrews would sort of make that it's, it's not a bad race really but i was really hoping that she was going to step it up this year 
to a new level, maybe to that 356 level herself. And I haven't seen it. I mean, she loses to a 356, a 358, and then she loses to Abby Caldwell, um, who's a 401 woman and ran 401 in this race. So, uh, you know, nothing, I, I guess I would say a little bit disappointing for me for the two Americans. Well, Andrews ran four flat last weekend in LA and 401 here. So it's consistent. It's a, it's a decent level. But yeah, like you said, if she wants to make the world, I mean, she was third in the Diamond League final two years ago. So in terms yeah. of how close she is to the best of the world, probably further away at this point than she was last year or than she was in 2021. There, there was a funny comment on, on Rose uh, on the YouTube comments from Rose Runner saying, this race makes Bobby Kersley look like an idiot. Because remember, Bobby Kersley says he thinks I'll think Mo can win the 1500 gold medal. Well, he better, you know, not unless Faith Kipiega gets pregnant or God forbid in some sort of accident. <laughs> but this was just unreal. And the question I would like to have now is, I'm not sure if someone meant this in the comment, but I was spurred by a comment I saw. Is Faith Kipiegon the greatest 1,500-meter runner, runner ever, period, male or female? I mean, clearly she wouldn't beat men in a race, but do if you stack up her resume, is it better than, say, the greatest man's resume in history? Um, I, I know Seb Coe is the only male to have won two Olympic 1,500-meter titles, but it, you know it's an interesting – that might be an interesting article later for the summer, like ranking the greatest 1,500-meter careers in history – Hers certainly has to be up there. I obviously haven't had the time to do the research in the last 20 minutes, but off the top of your head, John. Well, top of my head, I mean, the problem is like so many of these women's times, like she has a high volume of the top women's times ever, but also they're interspersed with all these doping times. Like if you take out the Chinese woman, she's got probably four or five of the top. I mean, if you even if you keep them in, she has one, two, Three, four, five, six, six. She has seven of the top 14 performances belong to her. And there are four Chinese times in there. Like, she basically would have most of the top 10 if you remove out the dope times. On the men's side, Elga Rouge has five global titles, one Olympic gold, four world, world titles versus two and two for. Kipigon, so she's trailing him by one there. He still has the 1,500-mile world records. He has a high volume of fast times. So be an interesting argument. We can get into that next week, but certainly it's it's something worth discussing. You don't think we need to settle a theoretical debate, men versus women, right after this run. But, the, I mean, Robert mentioned this earlier. I loved how everyone came around and congratulated her. I don't really remember too much about Dababa's records, but... This was just a great moment for the sport, a great night for the sport. A great run, obviously, for Faith Kipiagun. I mean, it's just crazy if you think about it, how much quicker she is. I mean, you're like a 355 woman. You're six seconds back of this. And I think the medalists are all at 355 or better. I know, three, four, I mean... She's like a 359, 1500 woman is pretty good, right? And she's 10 seconds better than that. It's just crazy. Like there, there's a bigger gap between her and everyone else in the women's side than there is, a, I mean, the men's side. Jakob is a second or two ahead and we think, oh, wow, he's not even a second in Rabat. And we're like, yeah, he's the, definitely the guy. Kipigon, some of these women aren't even in the same ballpark as her. Can I turn to the men's 5,000 meters? Do I have permission to do that? 
Go ahead. It's, all, it's your show, Robert. So we were pretty pumped about this race coming in. And they start off within 600 meters, their single file. And they said that the pacing was going to be 12 for 1250. Hey, people. Did you hear the rest of this podcast? And all about the crazy men's 5,000 meters. Luis Grealva, 1252. Grant Fisher, 11th place. You got to be a Supporters Club member. Since this was a run for the ages, we let everyone hear the Faith Kipiagan portion of the podcast. We got a special offer for you now if you want to join the Supporters Club. This weekend only, celebrate Kipiagan's run. Use code GOAT50, G-O-A-T-5-0. Link in the show notes. You'll save 50% off your first year. Join today. You'll get a second podcast every week. All the Let's Run content. You can save on running shoes. You get a free t-shirt if you join for a year. You can save 50% this weekend. This thing pays for itself. Join today. Let's run.com slash subscribe. 